Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you for 25 years. Richard Dolan has been one of the best-known UFO researchers in the world. He's the author of a number of groundbreaking books on the field, opening up fresh ways of understanding this very perplexing subject. Aside from being one of the ufologists' most engaging writers, Richard has been in the forefront in uh, camera and microphone for many years and has spoken to audiences around the world. Some of his books include UFOs in the National Security State, Volumes 1 and 2, UFOs for 21st Century Mind, and AD After Disclosure. Richard, welcome back. Always a pleasure. Hi, George. It's uh, great to be back together with you again. So much has been going on. How do you keep track of ufology these days? It's a, it's a struggle. Like every day, every week, there seems to be something new to digest. And uh, I can't pretend that I'm on top of every single thing every day, but I do my best. And I can tell you that, I mean, after all these years, the subject remains incredibly engaging to me. It sure and does. It sure does to many people who follow it, yeah. It sure does. Richard, update us on just what's going on in the field these days. Uh, well, a couple of things. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. <clears throat> Um, I suppose in terms of the news, you know, we've got, I think, a very interesting development in terms of, let's call it the government and the UFO or UAP situation, in which uh, we just had the National Defense Authorization Act just signed into law by President Biden uh, less than a week ago, a few days ago. And in that NDAA was the, uh, I think, pretty well known for UFO uh, followers, the Gillibrand Amendment, which um, I have to say I find pretty interesting myself. And this is an amendment to the NDAA in which uh, the, the Pentagon is now being authorized, mandated, I guess we could say, to have an office in it called the Anomalous uh, Surveillance and Resolution Office, ASRO, I guess is the acronym. Mm-hmm. And this organization has been is being mandated to conduct what looks like to me, at least on paper, serious investigations of the UFO or UAP phenomenon uh, throughout the United States, it seems. Uh, I don't know if that means they're going to do actual field investigations, but it looks like maybe that will be the case. And the, the other thing that was interesting to me is that this organization is supposed to be responsible for developing an actual at least theories or potential answers to what is actually going on. I thought that was interesting. And they're going to have to report to Congress, uh, both unclassified and classified versions of reports to Congress. So uh, I thought that was interesting, in particular because the Pentagon itself had also announced a separate office to investigate this. Uh, Their successor to the the Navy's UAP task force, which I'm sure many listeners remember, and that task force put out a report last June. Well, that's been folded into a new organization that the DOD has announced. And that's a different organization than what's being promoted by the Gillibrand Amendment. So what the Pentagon is suggesting um, looks to me to be far, far less robust than this other group. So, I mean, I keep asking myself, are we looking at two separate, shall we say, even competing uh, UFO organizations. That's intriguing. Now, I don't know the answer to that, but it looks like it might be yes. It might be the time. Will they echo Project Blue Book at all, do you think? Maybe, yeah. Uh, I think that the Pentagon's um, 
office. They're calling it the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. Good good God, that's a mouthful. A-O-I-M-S-G. And to me, this looks like it'll actually, it could be worse than Blue Book. I mean, Project Blue Book during the 40s and 50s and 60s was, of course, the official U.S. government Air Force investigative body of UFOs. And, um, you know, those of us who've looked into it realized that it was pretty much a joke of an organization. Right. This thing that the Pentagon's offering here, it looks like it could even be worse. Like, I don't even know if there's much of a reporting mechanism in this. Uh, it, it looks pretty vague, pretty generic. So that one, yes. Uh, now, the one, the ASRO that's been in the Gillibrand Amendment, I, I mean, only time is going to tell, frankly, but it does look to me that it could be, it could be, if, if it's run by legitimate people who actually believe in the mission, it could be useful. And if it's not, then it, it would be, uh, you know, undoubtedly a waste of our money, but we'll have to just wait and see. Why even put together these groups? What what are they expecting to do here? Was this something just to appease people, or, or what? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know either, to be honest, but I, I suspecting something similar to what you just suggested. Uh, I mean, look, I don't, I don't believe for an instant that the Pentagon ever wanted to have any kind of public discussion on UFOs or UAP at all. Right. I, I don't believe it. I never believed it. I think all of the um, the you know emphasis that we've had these last four years in the media on UFOs, I think that comes primarily out of TPSA. You and I have talked about this to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, and mm-hmm. I don't, I do not believe that that was an op. I think that was a legitimate group of people who really wanted to push this UFO subject out there, and I think they've just gotten a lot of pushback. So what's happened is now this has become a public issue. Like it or not, secret keepers don't want it to be a public issue, but it is. And the fact is that even in Congress and in the Senate, there do appear to be at least a few people who are willing to go out on the line for this. Marco Rubio is one. Apparently Kirsten Gillibrand is another. That was a bit of a surprise to me. So, and then, you know, there's folks behind the scenes who I think are pushing this forward. So... I don't know where this is all going to end up. I mean, I think what we're looking at is the likely power struggle uh, between opposing factions who have different attitudes about the UFO subject and how it should be portrayed to the public. I actually think that's what we're looking at as a bit of a power struggle. And will one of these organizations get folded into the other? Will one get subverted? Will this new ASRO get subverted? Uh, will the Pentagon get some person to run it who doesn't believe in the mission and just lets it fail. I mean, I actually think that's a total possibility. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. Richard, in the past, we would get reports of landing pad stories, abduction cases. We don't seem to be getting those anymore. What's going on? Yeah, great point. We are not getting those. And, you know, if people go back into, like, the old newspaper accounts in the 1950s, 1960s, I know you were you were a follower of the UFO subject even back then, and yep. you had to have come across these stories. They were out there. They were being reported. There were landing cases. They made the newspapers uh, before there was an Internet. And now, no, they do not get that. So the whole subject, I think the scope of what we are talking about has become, in, in a lot of ways, somewhat restricted. 
Uh, it's good that we're talking about, you know, that the U.S. Navy is having encounters. Yes, I think we can all agree that's a good thing that we get that out there. But good grief, there's so many encounter cases, abduction cases, and indeed, um, landing cases, they're hard to find these days, and, and certainly crash retrievals of during the 21st century. You know, there were so many reasonably good reported cases during the 20th century of this, but I suspect that they're just being covered um, better than they used to be. That's my guess. But in terms of abductions, we don't hear about any of that. No. And I attribute a lot of this, I think, uh, I think a good portion of this is, is down to the fact that there's a, a much more stringently controlled corporate mainstream media than that has ever existed. I think this is, this is more extreme than what happened um, at any point during the Cold War before or after that. I think we're looking at a really major consolidation of the, let's call it the established media. I mean, we but need a better... Getting out. We need a Barney and Betty Hill case. We need something dramatic like that. We're not getting those. Well, I mean, maybe we're not getting them. I think we probably are getting them, but they're not coming out. You know, that's probably what you're saying, and I would agree. Like, they're not, they're not getting the, the major media attention. It, if you go one cut below the major media, there are very, very good documentary makers out there who are putting together... Um, what I would consider to be very good treatments of the abduction phenomenon going on to this day. And, you know, other, the deep aspects of the UFO subject. So there are treatments being made, but I do agree with you that they're not getting attention on the news, so they're not really becoming a significant part of our public conversation. That's a big unfortunate. I'm not. I'm not sure. Sure, though, Richard, the media is ignoring it. I don't think those stories are getting to the media. Well, I. Yes, but it's hard to. How do you? How do you define it? Like they're not getting to the media, but is the media just trying not to pick it up? I, you know, I mean, my opinion of the establishment media is what I keep calling them. Is I think they're very controlled, and I think they've gone from being. Uh, even having the pretense of, of doing news coverage to just be basically being cheerleaders for what looks like a global revolution, frankly. And that's all that I see the media doing. So um, it's a good question. And I don't, I don't know if I have the answer. Is it that they're not making it to the media or the media is suppressing it or is it a little bit of both? Uh, I'll acknowledge that that's a really good question and it should be explored. I should explore it and other people should explore that. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.